Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an astounding duo of topical products with the specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBDMD product, you can take 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% of your purchase over at CBDMD.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, the internet is back up for just a... I scared you guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> what's your what i was about to do your outro what's the what the uh <laughs> have a how do i not know your make have a great else's. rest of your day make somebody else's thank you like i've heard this like so many times how can i not get this i tune out by that point i'm like all right i'm done it's almost <laughs> so how we lost this laker game tonight right like we were like oh we went up by like by like 16 yeah we're good we're good 14 you know almost <laughs> lost the game because of that I would say I know what you were talking about, but I do not. But you do not. You do not. So if you want to interview, I, I should just make shit up. I should just like. <laughs> I mean, that's what like, I do. McKinney what went for like, 40. Yeah. According to Reddit, that's what, that's been my entire career is just making shit up. <laughs> well, you've done quite well for yourself. Considering. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm creative. Um, all right. So today's show, uh, I, I watched the first half of it. And then uh, during halftime, power cut out. Uh, so I'm going to ask Pete about that second half. Based on what I'm looking at, looks like the Lakers put the clamps down, especially in that fourth quarter, um, giving up only 20 points. But again, I'm just, you know, reacting to what's on paper in front of me. Uh, so we, I want to talk about the game itself. I want to talk about what you felt was replicable moving forward. Um, and then how you feel about the the prospect of, of, you know, two, three weeks without Anthony Davis based off of, like how they looked in their first game with that being the new reality. So for sure. Ton of stuff to get to. Let's let's talk about that second half. So look, I just did the locked on now. Um the video, the little short, you know, uh-huh. one minute video for it. And uh I just read the box score. So um beyond the box score, what would you say was the difference to you know, the Lakers played them roughly evenly. I think they had a one point lead going into halftime. Uh and and you know, there were some good and some bad that I saw out there. Uh, but, but you know, what, what would you say is the difference? What got them that 16-point lead in the first place? So, yeah, that, you know, they had those 10 turnovers in the first quarter. And they were, they were a mess in that first quarter, but not in a way where I think – so with Anthony Davis going out, if you're one of those players, and a lot of time, a lot of those guys, right, they've been second-option caliber players in mm-hmm. terms of their score, you know, in the pecking order. So this is – I'm sure a couple of them are like, hey, all right, like this is my shot to get a few more touches. If we, and a lot of our turnovers were um, of the trying to thread a needle variety, right, like trying to make yeah. the great play, when in reality everybody's just going to have to make the simple play more often, right? Like mm-hmm. you're going to have more opportunities to just play your game. You don't have to do anything more than you – know, like you don't have to be a version of yourself you're not or try to replicate AD. So I thought they did that too much. They really tightened that up in the second half. Um, I also thought that taking THT out of the rotation with AD coming out, I think that um, – we have less slack for that. Hey, yeah. we're developing this young player mm-hmm. type of minutes. 
Keefe is starting to thaw out a little bit. Uh, he had a, had a pretty good second half. And no pun intended, when... given my current circumstance, or? <laughs> it is not, but it is applicable. Yes, yes. This is great. Uh, no, man, yeah, he's starting to he's starting to get his power back, um, so to speak. And he's, um, both him and Wes right now are better basketball players than THT, whereas THT is just figuring out, like, where am I? And when can I attack the rim and when do I need to do the, and you know, all of it very valuable. And um, it's really going to pay off down the line, but in this stretch without AD, we took out, we had this lineup in the second quarter, Anthony, where it was Caruso and THT, Wes, Trez, and I think Schroeder. No, that, that was the thing. And I'm like, we don't have LeBron in the game. We don't have Schroeder in the game. Obviously AD's out and we don't, Oh, and, yeah, and and it was um it was Keith, I believe. Yeah, and so Tres um, Keith is never going to work. Well, it did okay in the second half. That was okay. part of the run that we went on, right? It okay. was, but um, THT basically we didn't have a shot creator in there, and we tried to like run it through THT for a bit. We just got we just got whooped for like a two minute stretch. And then mm-hmm. we called a timeout, pulled THT. He didn't come back in the game. So that was one of the things like the tightening of the rotation, even though this was kind of a bumpy win against a bad Minnesota team. I thought uh, Mark shot the ball a lot more. I think that's one thing mm-hmm. that like Mark's a guy I have a keen eye on right now um, where he, he's obviously a great passer. You can run offense through him, but he's got to be a scoring threat in some way. And he scored 11 points in this game. He, um, was taking jumpers that he's been passing up. He even like made some moves and aggressive takes to the basket. That's like one of those things where just step up a few more possessions, do what you do, but be a more aggressive. It was nice to see Mark that way. And then, yeah, on the defensive end, we were rotating, beating them to their spots, took a few charges in this game. Uh, yeah. Just tighten things up. It was, it was bumpy, but we got there. Yeah. This was one of the questions, you know, the idea of, are they going to continue to tinker and be okay with losing or cut down on the tinkering or, you know, the trying out, you know, like THT to me is somebody who figures heavily into their future. Um, And with AD, like you can just like one of the smart things that they've done with THT is like, Hey, uh, you're going to play a lot of your minutes in a situation where the game is extremely simple for you. Like all we want from you is to get a foot in the key. That's it get the ball, get a foot in the key, and then make it the right decision once you get there. But mm-hmm. when AD isn't there, the game gets a lot more complicated, right? Because when AD isn't there, or when he, when AD is there, right, he can, uh, you know, he, he, he demands a ton of, of uh, respect from opposing defenses. Same goes for LeBron. Same goes typically for for some you know at least one other guy that the Lakers are going to have on that court, especially as a perimeter shooter. But it gets difficult when Keith doesn't demand that same respect, or uh, even Trez isn't going to demand that same amount of respect. And that decision that he that that THT is going to make is going to be it has it's going to have to be quicker, and it's going to be it's going to have to be in a lot closer confines in terms of the defense, the defenders around him. And yeah, that's asking a lot for a 20. Is he 21 yet? I think he's still 20. He's, he's going to be 20, like, yeah. he's going to be like Jason Tatum. He's going to be 20 years old forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I, it makes sense that, do you think that this is something, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll continue to, to try to roll out 
THT minutes and see what they can sneak in there from time to time? Or do you think this is like a, let's just get through these next two, three weeks and then we can re- resume his development when AD is good back when, when he gets back. Yeah. I'm curious to see that going forward. If this was just a, because he wasn't very good in his few minutes tonight, do you put him in for a second quarter shift each game? And if that's a team, so for example, he had a decent game against Denver in part because they don't have a ton of rim protection. They don't have really athletic guys. Minnesota is a more athletic team than Denver is. So THT's knack for driving to the rim. He got, got a lot of buckets around there. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota d- despite a lot of other flaws defensively, like they've got athletes. They got Anthony Edwards to block some shots. Nas Reed is a big dude. Uh, McDaniels is a, a rangy guy, right? So they got some guys with long arms that can run and jump. And um, and so it was less of a THT game. So I, I'm curious to see, I would actually like to see it tightened up to nine and have t- Taylor out of the rotation right now. Yeah. Um, to tighten it up to at least for the next I, week the, while they get their feet under them. Right. That's the thing. Cause like that was th- this game. I thought it was like, okay, this was good. You guys kind of figured out a little more mm-hmm. how to play without, without AD and what you needed to do. And also what you were saying about how, like, obviously Keith doesn't attract the same attention that AD does. It's also like, we have so much less margin for error mm-hmm. that w- we can't put ourselves in a like, Oh, we're down 10 with, two minutes left in the third quarter. And we know that if we just turn it up for six minutes between now and the end of the game, we got this. We're not good enough without yeah. AD to be able to do that. So I actually thought we took Minnesota seriously. And that, and that's why the turnovers were frustrating, right? Because it was like, you're making bad decisions. And we also need, like, we need K- uh, KCP back. That's one mm-hmm. of the things he's still really struggling. And so just in the, like, what did we learn from tonight? Uh, I, those are all on the list. And yeah, KCP just like getting back to normal. We really need him. All right, let's take a quick second here. And when we come back, I want to talk about what we saw on the positive side that we thought was replicable moving forward. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today in a daily podcast breaking down the biggest news stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by betonline.ag. Today's show is one where we're reacting to what we saw from the Lakers. And uh, I think what we can kind of tell is that they are still probably going to struggle a little bit defensively, but they're also going to struggle a bit offensively until they really kind of get their feet under them. So I'd probably continue to stay away from the Lakers. Uh, but if you are going to do any betting, I, there is no bet of the day right now uh, because I, I I can't quite find lines. And I'm, I'm also just trying to get the show up. So uh, it's the fastest and an easiest way to bet on all sports action. Football might be over, but college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. I personally have really enjoyed the, the live betting feature that Bet Online has. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code is locked on. Replicable is tough because the Lakers' schedule is going to get a little tougher than 
a Minnesota Timberwolves team that has been a mess this year for for all mm-hmm. kinds of reasons, right? Like Carl Anthony Towns has has had a nightmare just a couple of years in general in terms of life. Uh, they, I th- I think so. My buddy uh, David Naylor covers them, and then I have quite a few friends who just. Uh, as a Vikings fan, I have quite a few like fellow Vikings fans who also care about the Timberwolves and just like listening to them talk. It's just, it's just been brutal because they, I, I still don't think Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell have played 10 games together since they made the acquisition. No. And D'Angelo is going to be out for a while. They know another today. four, another, another four to six weeks, you know, or so. Uh, so it's just a mess over there and it sucks to see that. Cause you know, it's just, it's just sucks to see an organization um, go in that direction. But but, you know, with all that said, did you see anything that the Lakers were doing that they could hope to replicate, albeit against tougher competition moving forward? Because this is one of the worst teams they're going to play all year. They are, but I thought I actually thought Minnesota played a pretty good game. Like sometimes they shot bad like teams. crazy at the beginning of the game. Yeah, uh, I mean, for what they, I was saying, a big part of that was their shooting was coming off of our live ball turnovers. That's why yes. the turnovers are, are so damaging because it's not yes. just a wasted offensive possession. It's like now they're on a run and Jordan McLaughlin is, you know, stepping into a wide open wing three that he would never get that wide open if it was going up against our set defense. But because we turned the ball over, it's not going up against our set defense and and he's all by himself. Um, they were, they were good in the passing lanes. I thought, and again, like they're a bad team, but there's, we've seen, you know, a a great Lakers team. We've seen the bad version of, of us. And we've Mm -hmm. also seen the good version of us throughout the year. I thought that we got the good version of the wolves this year, whatever the hell's that that's worth. Right. We got the bad version of them in the first game and we just walked all over them, but they're, they're athletic. They jump passing lanes. They shot well. Right. So it, it was a, a better win than it's like, than I would normally be, you know, about beating the the Timberwolves Um, in terms of what's replicable. Mark being more aggressive as a scorer, I think like he, he had his jumper falling, but he was also looking to attack, looking to, you know, and, and it didn't succeed every time, but he was, he had a good night offensively, right? Just him being able to do that. I thought uh, Dennis getting more touches. He was also really, he was really assertive about shooting his pull-up jumper in this game yes. in a yeah, way that, that, yeah, in a way that he hadn't, like he's kind of touch and go on that. And so him, if in, he's one of those guys where I was thinking like that a shooter could totally be a second option on a good team for a couple of weeks in February and March, right? Like he can, he's a bucket getter. And so mm-hmm. uh, the, and then the other thing is like the lineups that I thought Vogel adjusted well with that lineup with pulling THT. I think we need to either need to have LeBron in the game or Dennis and Trez in the game to have enough of an individual shot creator or individual shot creation in the game. Cause Kuz isn't an off the dribble guy, Keith, KCP, um, you you know, Wes, several guys on this team, even Caruso, they're not like give the ball to them and go create something. And so I think that we, when we had those lineups that didn't have LeBron or both of those guys on the court, our offense was awful. And I think that Vogel adjusted to that in the second half and fingers crossed that that's kind of his approach to the rotations going forward. Cause that's got to be figured out too, not just style of play, but who plays and when, and what are the lineups? Cause AD is such a big component of that. Yeah, I, I agree completely about about the combination, either have LeBron out there or uh, Schroeder and Trez. And, and I wonder if that kind of leads to 
an earlier hook for for Schroeder. I saw Caruso in the game a lot earlier in this one than we have seen him recently. Um, I think his I think, minutes need to go up too. I think maybe he a little played more. Played eighteen. He played. Yeah. He was. This is going to shock you, Pete. Just completely blow you away. But in those eighteen minutes, he was a plus fourteen. I mean, it's just. I just can't believe this is still <laughs> happening. I, I just. It must be some odd coincidence. I think it's the position of the moon. You know, that's that's my guess. Um, but but I, I think but I think, yeah, seeing him earlier in the game, I thought that made a lot of sense just because their perimeter defense has to be a lot better because they don't have uh, the type of rim protection that they that they normally do. And they don't even it was funny. So this is the way that I that, that the thought kind of crossed my mind earlier today. I think this is a much better roster, not much better, but this is a better roster than last year's um, just in general. But I think they're they're not quite as well equipped for AD going down defensively as they were last year. Right. They don't have other guys who can jump and block shots. And, yeah. <laughs> it helps. It helps. Sure. I felt so bad for poor Marcus Gasol because uh, Anthony uh, Edwards was was you know really charging Got that nineteen year old. Yeah. 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 And and you know you just saw like every time. He turned a corner. You could just see the thought bubble above Marcus Gasol's head. Like, fuck, come on again. You know, <laughs> just like you got to be, sure. cra- you know, you got to be shitting me. But, but, uh, you know, I, you just watch that. And, and I think that's something that uh, they'll either have to adjust for, well, they have to adjust for either with better perimeter defenders out there more consistently. And I, I would say that like, if you just give Caruso the six minutes that they gave uh, THT mm-hmm. today, that right. bumps him up to 24 minutes on the game. And I think that makes a lot more sense. I think for sure. Yeah. I do think we'll need to see him a little, a little more going forward. How about offensively was I, you know, for some of the stretches that, especially when LeBron was out there, I, I just think it's tough because you're asking a little bit more out of guys, but I think they really have to focus on running whenever they possibly can uh, with, with AD out. They just said it's, it's, it's a must happen kind of thing. For sure. I mean, that's the identity of the team anyway, is to yeah. defend and get out in transition. We were able to do that all the way through the finals, right? So this is a philosophy that we're going to stick to. And just because 80 is out doesn't mean that we would play any differently, but it's all the more reason to emphasize that, right? Because you don't have a guy that you can just be like, oh, here's, you know, take this possession and just make this 10 foot floater while you're getting bumped on your hip and your upper body's going to the right and your lower body's going left. Like, you don't, you know, AD makes so many bad possessions uh, productive. Yeah. In a way that, like, oh, now we can't have bad possessions. Cause then it's like Wes Matthews trying to create a shot or KCP, you know, trying to step back, right? Cause he mm-hmm. doesn't have the ball handling to, to really make a, you know, much of a move there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's that attention to detail. The, but yeah, just increased touches with Schroeder, who seems to be getting more comfortable in pick and roll specifically. That was the thing out of this game. I thought our pick and roll game with him in particular was a lot more decisive than it has been before. He's a lot more like, yes, I'm pulling up on this. Yes, I'm driving and dishing. Yes, I'm pulling this back. And there was this one play um, in, I think it was in the second half, where he ran a ball screen with Mark and then first they half. switched. Was this in the first half with Cat and then the corner three? It was at the uh-huh. end of the first. Okay. Um, yeah. It was awesome. 
it was awesome, right? And so they switched him on, and it, he did that old guard in the playground thing when a big guy so he brings it all the way back, right, <laughs> to the wing, and like, oh, I got a big guy on me, I'm a dribble your chest a out a little bit. You make sure uh-huh. everybody's watching, like, hey, hey right. watch what I'm about watch to do. Watch me this cook way. this exactly. <laughs> and and he um. LeBron ducked in from the weak side and tried to post up and Schroeder's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And Mark cleared out to the strong side corner and Dennis put on the jets and got that step on cat. The strong side corner helped off, kicked it over to Mark and Mark without hesitating at all. Yep. F- fires the three and knocks it down. Like that's what he does. And that was a wink like, going down the, going down uh-huh. the court on the other end. I right, see if right. you can find that. If you could find that in your, in your like post game clipping stuff and, like it was awesome. He gave him the wink, and I was like, "Whoo!" Yeah, because that's that's some great chemistry potentially. Like the Mark it, and the Mark and Schroeder chemistry could could be really interesting. It very much so, and it represents two of those places of like AD's out. How do we make up for his loss by not asking anybody to be AD? But like, can you be a more decisive Dennis Schroeder who yeah. actually takes control of the offenses and is like and says like, "No, LeBron, I'm not passing you the ball, right? <laughs> like, go back over there. I got this." And then you know, pulling it back. You go here. You go here. I'm gonna run yeah. this. I'm gonna use my speed. Boom, drive it out. Like that's a decisive. That's somebody who's becoming more sure of themselves within this team and that's a really good thing and then it's a mark gasol who as wonderful of a passer as he is and he's been a big part of why our defense has been a number one rated defense even though he's not that rim projector um he's he's still a brilliant defender he has to be just a baseline level of offensive threat and because if he's not a baseline scoring threat and really the thing that he can do best at this point is hit spot up threes right and then but teams have been playing so far off of him that that clogs up his passing lanes. That's what he's yes. best at on, on offense, mm-hmm. right? But if they're like, hey, I dare you to make this three and you're just clanking them one after another, it ain't going to change. If they start closing out on him or if they start you know, not helping as much off of him, then those passing lanes start to open up again. But so that play there of Mark being a scorer, Dennis getting things all under control right there, that's, that's what these next – not eight games now at the very least without ad you know uh, that's the best progress we can make i'd like to see gasol in the strong side corner for dennis and lebron two-man game i'd like i to like see that too that that's like. a good idea that's a I'd really like good idea what that looks like all yes. right let's take a, a quick second here when we come back we're going to talk about you know this new reality that the lakers find themselves in for the next couple of weeks uh and and how we felt about this first step Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Kosloff and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to the Rejecting the Screen podcast wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code Locked On, and you will save 20% off your next order. Not your first, your next. So however often you go to the website and you make a purchase, use that promo code Locked On, and you're going to save 20% off. And you're saving 20% off on an incredible product. We've been working with these guys forever now, and it is a the kind of thing, the kind of partnership you're really proud of, not just because of the ability that we've been able to work together, but also because of how great the product itself is and how easy it is to sell. I've told my family about it, close friends back home, uh, friends that I've made out here. I personally use it almost every day, basically. I, I would probably say I'm closer to every day than anything else, any other way you could describe this thing. 
It's great for me because I'm always on the go, always have some errand to run or something to ride or something like that. Avery got into some kind of trash or something, so I have to clean up and don't have enough time to uh, eat a full meal. Built Bar is, is, has been great with that. I've lost weight since we've started working with them because it's a super healthy bar. Great flavors, great textures, just an all-around fantastic product. So one more time, head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, the best protein bar you'll ever eat. So, you know, just obviously the disclaimer is who the Lakers played, but I actually think it's a very good first team for the Lakers to play in this kind of situation, right? You don't want to be thrown directly to the Wolves where you're now immediately facing the Clippers or, I mean, you know, we got the Nets coming up on Thursday. Nets. That's that's going to be a tough game in and of itself. Right, but I'm glad they had this warm up before the Nets. For sure. You know, sure. It, because because it does it does allow them, it does you know, Schroeder now kind of knows, all right, this is my, he's even, even early in the game. Right. Uh, I saw a lot more LeBron off ball Schroeder with the ball in his hands kind of stuff than I was expecting heading into this. I thought LeBron would just kind of dribble the air out of the ball a lot more than he did. Um, but I actually think it makes more sense to do things the way that they're, the, the way that they're approaching it when Schroeder is out there, because he does kind of have to be that more, prototypical point guard, you know, this 18 and nine type of point guard. He finishes uh 24 and only three assists or whatever, but, but still ball was in his hands uh, a bunch. So, well, and yeah. he can play some of that AD scoring, right? Like AD is yeah. a big assist guy, but a guy who can put up 24 points. That's like, you know, you get 17 from Trez. All of a sudden you're starting to, you know, get enough contribution from enough places to where you chip away at that loss of AD. And so even if he's not, doesn't have a big point guardy type game, just being a second scoring threat is a big deal, especially in, an, in a starting lineup where again, like Mark and KCP struggling right now. Like if we have a third guy struggling at the same time, that's not able to put the ball in the, in the hoop that's when it, it can get really tough it's just all, all all that i'm really looking for here is confidence and it was great to see that from sure. schroeder and he's he and i don't think you're ever really gonna the only time i ever saw him lacking for confidence would mean that confidence was kind of uh, for lacking of a better term it was just that you know he was feeling out when do i get to attack here how do i play alongside lebron here how do i play alongside anthony davis here how do i play alongside both of those guys when they're when they're on the court as well um, and that's what we saw earlier on in the year. And then over the course of the season to this point, he has had a little bit more time to understand more of that. And then now not to say that he in any way, shape or form was looking forward to playing without Anthony Davis, but this is more a typical kind of Dennis Schroeder team where ball's going to be He's got a green in, light. Yeah. Do your ball's thing. going to be in his hands and I'm just going to, I am going to call off LeBron James. I am going to tell Marcus Gasol to go stand in the corner. Cause I'm going to rip Carl Anthony Towns to shreds here on this play. Like that's the kind of thing that that, frankly, they acquired him for. Like this, this is it's the same kind of thing with with uh, Harold, right? Can you win us a game that we wouldn't normally have won last year because we didn't have that second or third option, especially mm -hmm. on a night where AD or LeBron isn't playing? Yeah, yeah. No, last night we were much more consistent, or last season, excuse me, we were much more consistent with our our effort level from on a night to night basis and just mental engagement. Mm -hmm. We really came out with, I think something to prove last season and that thing was proven. Right. And so we don't have, 
Uh, I think that's one thing this team will, they're looking for places where to get energy from. And that's one of the ways we can get a silver lining out of this time without AD is that loss of margin for error, that mm-hmm. loss of the ability to like, it's fine. We'll just, we'll turn it on in the second half and we'll get this win and it'll be ugly. Like we can't do that. We can't do that right now. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity of sorts for what does the mentally engaged really trying to win a game what is and there's a good chance we play well in one of these games in this stretch and we still don't win because the other team played better right we don't have that second superstar right we're still i i still maintain we got a lot of talent on this team but again no replacing ad so um yeah that that combination i think makes this upcoming stretch one of the more interesting ones for the rest of the season the kcp stuff how long do we got before we start worrying a little bit? Oh man. KCP looks like having watched him, this is what the fourth year he's been on the team. Mm-hmm. Him and Kuz are are in their fourth year um with us. And from watching him, when he gets in his head, he has a tendency to try to do too much. And I saw a lot of that this game. Mm-hmm. Whereas in previous games, it was the some of the first games where I didn't see him like really sprinting up the court. And speed is such a central part of why he can be such a, a brilliant mm-hmm. player that if he's not just go, go, go. And again, like this is part of that, like KCP being tired is actually very, that's a, this is not somebody who misses games. No, he, he, he played like 214 straight games through all sorts of, you know, getting dinged up and that. He's a really durable player that, for better or for worse, KCP has always played hard. Sometimes he played hard and he did something where you're like, what are you doing, right? But, yeah. like, KCP played hard. Button a little too long. Yeah, that's a perfect way of putting it. Yes, exactly. And, but, like, KCP to me is a guy who's, in a lot of ways, beyond reproach from an effort standpoint. Mm-hmm. And this has been the first stretch of games where I've been like, KCP's not running hard. Yeah. He's not filling lanes hard. And that to me, again, is somebody who has a good deal, has earned benefit of the doubt for me in this aspect of his game. Really tells me that the turnaround time and the legs and all of that, because it matches up with the three-point percentage and a lot of them are mm-hmm. missing short. And uh, like that, all those factors combined to me be like, this is a guy who seems really tired that mm-hmm. his leg, he does not have his legs right now. And so that's my theory with KCP. Um, I'm, I'm already a little worried, right? But I think that it's more, in a lot of ways, he's kind of in his head. The one thing I saw in this game, Anthony, was he had a couple of those run-out fast-break layups that he got two of them in this game mm-hmm. that he hasn't had those in a while. So the shot, I think that will start to get his shot um, once he pl- starts playing at the speed he used, he's used to playing at. Um, I think that the other elements of his game will come around. Yeah, I think the fatigue thing is a is a huge deal. So again, like I was not particularly great at basketball, but like the one thing that I was I considered myself above average at was shooting. And because of that, like you knew what it took to be prepared uh, to be able to get your shot off. Right. And one of the things that really stands out to me is how often he's actually looking to pump fake and take a you know, he's, he's allowing himself to get run off of the three point line. And I think it's literally because like his body is too tired to get its, his, his feet underneath him and, and be ready. And, and, and now I think there's some confident stuff to it too. For sure. He oh, shot. Well, it all goes into it, right? Like yeah. 
you're not feeling well. And then all of a sudden you made one of your last 13 threes or something right. like that. And you're like, oh, damn. And like you start feeling the pressure to turn it around for sure. All of that. And so like you, you see the combination of those things. But I think the sooner like he took a three pointer. So it was, it's funny because it happened in basically back to back plays. He had a three where he was wide open. And it was on it was uh, it, they were shooting on the right basket if you're watching TV and he mm-hmm. was on the opposite corner and he you know he he stood there and he paused and then he pumped fake and the defender didn't run by him as far as he thought the defender was going to run by him and he wound up you know forcing up a, a tougher shot than it it had to be and I was livid I was pissed <laughs> I got so angry at that one and then the very next play he comes down and he takes a beautiful in rhythm corner three pointer from the same spot, no hesitation. And it's like, and the, the difference to me was he caught the second one noticeably lower in his stance. His feet were, were squared and underneath him when he caught the ball. Whereas like the first one, despite being wide open, because when you're that wide open, you know, it as a shooter, you get down in your stance and you're ready to just catch and fire because you know, you, you anticipate that. And yet, you know, he wasn't there. So some of it might be mental. Some of it might really be physical. And, and, and also like when you're physically tired, you're more susceptible to to some of those confidence questions. You're more susceptible to having your brain just kind of wander a little bit. And I think that's where we find him. I worry, I think is a little too strong a word for me, but he, he can't get to the all-star break soon enough. For sure. And this, this game was different for me though, in that, I saw him trying to work his way out of his struggles. I saw a more mental engagement from him and mm-hmm. him being more just like focused on yeah, how the game was going. Right. And he was running and now it didn't always work out for him, but that's the first step to him getting back to himself is that I, I felt like in, he's been more disengaged than I've ever seen him before. Uh, in the last pre- in the previous games tonight i saw him actively trying to work off some of the rust that's accumulated and so i think i think he's on the right track i think he's due for a you know a good offensive game in the next two or three games i think that that he'll be back on track i sure hope so i i, I enjoy watching kcp playing well he's like when he's, yeah, I, yeah i really he's so enjoy fun. his game when he's playing well all right that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm going to hurry up and get out of here before my uh, my house freezes around me. I, I, you can actually hear the snow hitting the window that I'm recording man. next to. So Good luck tonight, man. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. We didn't do a mailbag because of the crossover episode thing that we did on Sunday. So if you guys have any questions, get them in the form of a five-star iTunes review, and I will get to them tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. And I'll talk to you tomorrow, maybe, hopefully, probably. Sure hope so. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Pete, did you want to take notes on what that is? It's it's have a great rest of your day. Make (laughs) Make somebody else's. (laughs) Talk to you.